The following Roadshow podcast contains strong language and listener discretion is advised. Rowers tend to use invective and colourful language to explain even the simplest points. This Roadshow podcast is no exception. Switzerland, Slovenia, Norway. Attention. Welcome to The Row Show. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. In South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks down barriers. My passion winning to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, crucial roles, high Passion. Great passion, fiction, ultimate goal. Glory, relentless training, pain. Pain. Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Row Show. Uh, today we have the hype, uh, the hype train for the Lucerne World Cup, uh, second World Cup of uh, 2021, and we're really excited to to kick into it. Uh, Jake and I are both racing at this regatta, so it's going to be very exciting. And as always, it's myself, Lawrence Britton, and with me, Mr. Green. Yes, guys, it's Jake here, and wow, I cannot believe we're recording another episode for more racing. This is the ideal world, how we should be rolling regatta every weekend. But sadly, you know, we've got to enjoy it while we can, because there's going to be a fairly big break from here to the Olympics. But I'm really excited. I mean, the second World Cup, this one here in Lucerne, always usually the biggest World Cup of the year, like a mini World Champs. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to to get into this one. Yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, it's really exciting. And uh, just to just before we get into the the actual uh, juiciness or details of the, the the regatta coming up, Jake and I are in Switzerland. I obviously raced at the late qualification last week. Jake was here with the team, and we're going into this regatta. So if our audio is a little funny or we have any issues, it's just because we recording in our hotel rooms and it's uh, not ideal. Not onto our uh, our awesome equipment back home was a bit bulky to to bring on the plane but yeah it's still racing and it's still really exciting and i think as jake said this is usually the biggest regatta of the year uh, outside of the world champs or the olympic games and this is definitely going to be the biggest regatta of the season leading up to the tokyo olympic games i mean there's a lot of crews here it's the biggest one we got uh, most of the countries and the big names are here we obviously still really missing new zealand and australia USA, some crews from USA are here, so that's quite exciting to see, and Canada missing from the big picture. So a few big names missing, but I think it's the the most we're going to see um, through throughout this year before we get to Tokyo. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, we saw a lot of crews race um, this last weekend at the Lake Qualification Regatta. And the interesting thing to me is that the crews that raced there, a lot of them I see that made it through actually not staying on to race the second world cup they've just chosen to you know go home um to wherever they came from and like you know i see china looks like china decided to stay and race the second world cup which i think is fantastic but you know new zealand eight they're heading back home don't know why they they would do that canadian four that went through in the fours event also they're heading home as long as as well with their men's single and they like their men's double so an interesting decision i don't know if it's the right call though 
so I got some inside scoop on on a lot of these uh, these decisions, Jake. And that uh, um, Canada and, and New Zealand, they when they return back home, they have to go into two weeks uh, isolation for COVID, and there's no way around it. There's no um, no way for them to to get around that. And so I think they were very nervous of uh, of losing training time. Uh, getting so getting back early, getting through the quarantine as quickly as they could, and then also if they stay here, the risk of getting COVID obviously it's it's still um, it's still quite high, and they're still quite nervous about it. So if they get COVID here, then that person has to stay in Switzerland for two weeks whilst they isolate, then fly home and then isolate for another two weeks. So that's basically misses all the training and all their prep up to the Tokyo Games. So I mean that's. You know, there's only nine weeks. Nine weeks from now, we're going to be doing hype train for the, the Tokyo Regatta and the Olympic yeah. Games. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you, the th- thought of missing four of those weeks uh, just to, to have one more race. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I mean, it, it is a pity because, I mean, those crews, yes, those are some big names we'd be losing out on. Um, so we were, we were miss, miss, their, miss their presence until the Olympics. And it's going to be quite funny because when we get to the Olympics, I mean, it's going to be wild because <laughs> crews are going to be racing each other. They haven't raced each other once. It's going to be wild. Just rock up the Olympics. So, and there's so many guys that are going to be fresh faces there. I mean, 100%. Okay, so do you think it's better? Do you, like, because there's, there's, there's like, it works both ways. If you haven't raced anyone, but you know that you have been training well and you've got some speed at home, you can go into the regatta confident or a little bit more confident, you know, but still obviously nervous because you haven't raced anyone. Or do you think, like for say for us now, we haven't seen the the Australians race the whole season. Do do we get? Do, are we at more of a disadvantage, or are we more nervous of what they can do when they get to the regatta? I, so it works a bit both ways, don't does. you think? It does work both ways, but I think without a doubt, you want to be racing because I think. So obviously, it, for the crews that that you know, for opposition, for the opposition of the big names that are missing, obviously it's nerve wracking knowing that those those crews have been fast in the past, and you're only going to meet them getting to the Olympic Games. But imagine how uh, difficult it must feel knowing that uh, you're only going to face some of the guys that have been racing overseas. And a lot of the boat classes, there's some recent developments, there are new things that have happened overseas, and you haven't tested your metal against what's developed there. And I think also this, the flip side of that is, let's say, you know, you, you've been training, you go to the first World Cup and you try something out. A, goes really well. You get a lot of confidence. You use that confidence to boost your training going forward. That's one, one good reason. Second thing, you do badly. You go back to the drawing board and you can maybe tweak one or two things that, uh, or correct some sort of mistakes that can help go forward and you can collect that momentum to take you through to the Olympics. However, those those are two things aren't going to be happening for crews that are in Australia and New Zealand. You know, obviously that that's not not to say that they aren't going to be even more thug because they're probably going to have more training that they usually get throughout a season. So that's the one bonus thing I can think about, and obviously staying away from COVID. But yeah, I mean it's a, it's an interesting gamble. To see how it all for. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild because also I mean if especially for Australia and New Zealand, these are countries that have not had much COVID in their own country. So mm. them staying there, they've been pretty free. They've been able to row a ton. They've been able to to go about their business quite um, 
quite as usual, I think, obviously without the big travel and the and the, the racing overseas. So I think it's gonna be very interesting on on what they bring to the Olympic Games and what we what we see out of them, especially those big crews like um, you know, the the woman Kiwi women's pair. You know, are they gonna have been able to hold that big form that they had in twenty nineteen? Um all through lockdown, all through this extra time and with no racing. And we know that that is such a brutal mm. event. You know, if uh, if Canada and Australia, now GB, uh, come in with uh, um, come in with, with big races, how are these people that haven't raced each other since 2019 going to all deal with that kind of, uh, that kind of d- dicing down the track? Yeah, I mean, that, that is, I mean, that's a good point. And I think for, for in the specific case of Grace and Kerry and the, the, the women's pair, I think I definitely want to see what I can do against Helen Glover, the, the, the returning GB Olympian, because of how strong um, Helen was when she was racing and the fact that her, um, Helen and Polly Swan are previous world champions. So you know that that combination is fast. But I still think it's going to be in the favor of Grace and Kerry. Um, they're seasoned athletes. They've been around the block for a long time. They're in a winning combination. When they did race last time at World Champs, they were so dominant in every single race, in the eight and the pair. So I think, I mean, as long as their training is going well, which I'm assuming it has, um, they are going to go to the Olympics in the same form that they finished with 2019, being the crew that everyone is looking to beat. Well, it's good. I can't wait. Okay, but now we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. All this COVID talk, and we're really talking about the, the Olympic Games. Let's go Gosh. back to Switzerland. Back. World Cup number two, and definitely the biggest regatta of the season, the most names. I think World Cup three is going to be very similar to World Cup one with only a couple people, mainly Europeans, uh, coming through for that. And I think it's going to be a bit, uh, well, you know, one or two good events and most of all, most of the events missing big, big names. So this is the one to watch. This is the one to to see where people are stacking up. And also it's a lot of, it's the first time we see you know, kind of everyone together and everyone having a shot at each other. We've had like little pockets of uh, good racing. And uh, now we're going to see, I think, a lot of it come together with, uh, you know, a few more names in, 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 in each event. So we already saw, talking about women's pair, Jake. What is uh, What do you think about um, the women's pair and what are you looking forward to, to watching uh, this, this weekend? Yeah, so I think the, the women's pair events, uh, for me, is going to be kind of a fairly straightforward event it's most it's mainly made up there are a few names that um that are that are new there but we we mainly got to be looking at how gb does against uh, another class field and then um we have the the crews that did go through qualifiers um in um denmark who, who managed to qualify and that's got Ugby erickson and a rower that that raced in rio and got the medal I think it's going to be interesting to see how they stack up against uh, the rest of the field because I think they do have potential, especially considering how how um, strong and proficient those rows are in that class. And then you, you've got a you've got China that there that's there. Um, I don't think they'll feature prominently, and also Chile who missed out on uh, Olympic qualifications, so I think they won't feature um, that that high there. But I mean, it's interesting. Two GB boats, two Irish boats. Um, see if the Irish women's pair that is really qualified, see how they're doing. Because, I mean, the Irish team at the moment is on fire. So I would love to see how they do. Uh, probably, I'd, I'd say that there are a couple under 23 crews here. Yeah, I would say a lot of the second boats the countries have entered are 
uh, mostly under 23s or if not under 23s, very young athletes that they still have uh, future plans with, you know, um, the next Olympic Games 2024, it's only three years away. So countries, I think, uh, especially the bigger countries can already start to be planning and thinking forward about uh, about their, their, their next campaign. So maybe they're just bringing some of the, the younger athletes up. And yeah, I think just for my side on the women's pair, again, really cool to see uh, Helen Glover and Polly Swan back together racing. And, you know, Denmark, I think is going to be quite exciting. You know, they, as you said, it's Fee Ube Eriksson out the single um, and Hedvig Rasmussen, who's uh, from uh, the, the pair at Rio. So I think that can be a really deadly combination. I thought they looked bloody brilliant at the beginning of uh, late qualification. And then I thought they didn't look that good on the, on finals day, but you know, maybe that's just nerves and, you know, uh, a bit of getting into to the racing. So I think it will be quite interesting to see how they stack up against the British. Yeah, and I think also one one big element about late qualification in the crews that have raced there, and this may be going to come into play a bit at this World Cup, um, is the experience. I mean, that's another regatta that people have got in the bag at a super high level of nerves, probably higher than your normal. I mean, the crews that are racing at finals Athlete for qualifications are probably putting themselves through a more intense process than what they've got to face the second weekend. So I'd say that the crews that have raced at the late qualification and now racing at um, the second World Cup would have a, a, an advantage in terms of experience and just their bodies and minds becoming, you know, have that one regatta to get accustomed to the kind of nerves that they're going to face. Oh, shit, Jake. I hope you're right, dude. I hope yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, eh? Shit. I don't, I don't see how it could be any worse than the flipping final of the men's four when you know um, the spots are up. Listen, the nerves can't be more. You know, knowing that you, you, you're like, as we spoke about in the, the Regatta Madness, the, like, the fear of missing it is different to like the hunger of going for a, a medal or something. So uh, I think it'll be a little bit different, but I do think that the the racing last week puts us in a very good place uh, to to step on. And talking about uh, us racing, let's go into the men's pair, Jake, where you're going to race mm. uh, with another young guy from the South Africa team, Luke Defan. And looking at these pair entries, it's going to be it's going to be really awesome. It's going to be quite an exciting regatta. Obviously, we're missing the Croatian brothers the Sikoviches, so that's a big one and we're missing the New Zealand uh, men's pair but apart from that we got a really stacked field and a lot of a lot of the the Olympic of, uh, boats or countries are here and uh, and the racing is going to be pretty savage I think yeah I know for sure and I'm really excited to see how we do and how we stack up against the uh, the opposition here um, and I think an interesting point in the men's pair is the fact that there are two French pairs there and I can tell you this might be a selection battle. I know I said earlier you might have an under 23 and a, a senior boat. Um, but this this event, I think you might find the selection battle going on between a set of uh, of brother pairs, which is awesome. You've got the Enfroy brothers versus the two Tourland brothers from France. And I'm sure they're doing some yeah. selection racing for the Olympic Games. Yeah, it's quite wild. And it's always cool to see brothers uh, in the boats together and in the pair. For some reason, we see it all the time. I mean, if you had the Sinkoviches here, you would have three sets of uh, of twins, I think, not even uh, just brothers uh, racing in the pairs. So really interesting from France to send the two, uh, the two crews on together. I thought that they had already selected the Tourland brothers into the Olympic uh, pair. But obviously, oh. there's been some more... Uh, 
I don't know, more stuff. I don't know. I, I saw somewhere or I read something that they that they had been the pair for when they went to Europeans. And then now suddenly we see the Envoys back. So, listen, I think the Envoys are bloody good. And I think that they will, I think they're going to win against the, the Tourland. So, it'll be interesting to see. Um, we also have the Italian pair coming out the, the woodwork. They've had lots of injuries over the last uh, year. I remember them struggling with their backs in 2019. So, Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty savage, Jake. And I hope you have your your big boy pants on for this oh, one. Always got them the big boy pants on, and I can tell you, I'm really eager to get into the into the the pit after watching you guys go through the absolute ringer on the on the weekend. But I think moving on, I think another probably low key the biggest event of the regatta um, is the men's double skulls. I think if you look at the entries there, oh, wow, you got some big time. Big names here, and I think uh, I mean there's some there's there's two important things here. Um, you're seeing France, who are European champions, um, going up against the world champions from China, and uh, I think that is going to be a huge um, fight there because the French doubles definitely found some good form. They are the world champion world champions themselves, and the Chinese boat. All eyes are going to be on how how they're doing and if they are as fast as what they were in 2019. Also, Jake, this event, it's it's stacked, dude. And also, it's 19 entries. You yeah. know, like uh, most of the other entries, everything's starting to like calm it down a little bit. You know, the Olympic Games, it's a big regatta, but it's from a, but from a numbers point, it's quite a small regatta. Small, There's yeah, not that many small. Olympic spots available. So most of the events, that's why we're seeing that little drop in, in participation of numbers in some of the regattas because there's not that many, um, uh, you know, there's not the focus on, on events that uh, people haven't qualified, but this event has full of, uh, full of people, 19 entries is crazy. And we see things like uh, Stefan Brunick going into the, the Netherlands uh, double coming to race. So that's going to be awesome. Or oh, you said yeah. that they've already been racing the season. They've been racing still, together, but it's um, going to be a, a, another chance for them to develop their metal. In this regatta. Yeah, and we see uh, the Irish coming back, uh, Philip Doyle and uh, Ronan Bryan. So that's going to be amazing to 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 have these guys in there. So I think this is going to be, this is definitely a, a big one to look out for on the weekend. If you're looking for uh, the, the, yeah, the hot races, sure. the big races for the weekend, definitely turn into men's double. And then if we if we look across the board and, and take a look at the you know the the blue ribbon events. Um, Another another event which actually is not missing any big names from the continent and has got all the big names already there. The, the Olympic, probably be the Olympic champion, the silver medalist, the bronze medalist, and probably one or two boats that just missed out on Olympic medals. And the big three we are looking at is, is Ireland, the favorites, Italy, true and tested, big pedigree. They've been around the block, fast combination, young upstarts with lots of power, Germany. Those three are going to be are, are the the core of that event, and they're going to be racing this weekend. Um, interesting to see there are a couple which of double entries you, here. The lightweight men, men's which double. Which are you talking about? Lightweight men's double. Lightweight men's double. Yeah, I think that's I'm the trying one. Trying to find it on the sheet, yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, trying to got, find it on the sheet, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be huge. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, and you've got um, you've got a good rounding of of stiff competition too. I mean, you've got the the, the Belgium doubles are in there. Um, China's in there. Norway's in there. The Polish are in there. 
Um, so definitely some big names and another another event that's got a lot of entries in. So the, the progression is going to be um, good, good to watch and there's got to be a lot of racing, a lot of spectator value. So I definitely think that's going to be um, one of the another massive Blue Ribbon event, especially considering you've got all the strongest competitors there. Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, the Irish are looking ridiculously good in this event. You know, we heard them speak after, um, after was it Europeans, where they said, oh, that they uh, locked down, they hadn't struggled, that all they trained flat out through it and that they were hungrier uh, than ever for, for the win this year. So yeah. I think that they are, are definitely, the for me, the crew to watch because that's going to be, it's going to be very, very, they're going to be fast for sure. Yeah. And then moving on, let's go straight from lightweight men to lightweight women. As always, this is the big blue ribbon event this is the lightweight blue ribbon event this is uh gloves off completely going uh head to head as always i'm um it just never disappoints jake this race is no. always full of thugs yeah i think we said we we spoke actually a lot about this event um in the high trainer regatta madness for late qualifications but this event has definitely been the the spectator if i think if i look at all the events over the last four years and i think and look at the racing, the quality of racing, you know, the quality of the, you know, the changing of the, the podium, the changing of the winners. This is the event that has been um, probably giving us the best value for our money. And I think this weekend is going to be no different. Um, it's disappointing to see that the, uh, the USA and, and um, the USA is not going to be here from late qualifications and neither is the Swiss because um, the USA won the, the late qualifications quite convincingly and I'd be interesting to see how they stack up. But the Irish double that got the last qualification spot is going to be here. And I think it's going to be another another chance to see what the, the Dutch can do um, against against the quality field. Yeah, so I mean, it's not as big. There's not as many entries as we usually see, but I mean, it's still going to be cracker racing. And you know, I still believe that this world record is about to fall. So if they get a sniff yeah. down the Rotsi, this is definitely a place uh, that the record can really uh, go if uh, if we have any good water over the weekend. So I think it's the main one to watch is uh, can Marika Kaiser and Ilse Paulus. Uh, take it on to to the Irish and uh, and where do the Irish fall into the field as they they join from uh, late qualification and I I mean I know the Swiss are not entered yet but I will be surprised if it uh, doesn't come as a late entry uh, maybe they were they weren't necessarily that confident on getting through the qualification so they weren't sure if they were going to race or not and I'll be surprised if they don't uh, we don't see their their entry coming in uh, later in the week. Yeah, and I think we also we have the the champion, the European champions, and the silver medalists, Italy and GB, who have who found fantastic form over the over the break. So I think it's going to be interesting to stack up. I think we'll probably might see a couple late entries in here. I do not see why, as a Swiss uh, boat, you wouldn't race at this regatta after qualifying. Um, and I mean, in the lightweight men's double, the Swiss are entered in the lightweight men's double. So why are the women not entered in the lightweight women's well, double? I don't know. Although Jake, I mean, they, 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 the Swiss team did have some COVID stuff uh, at the the end of last uh, week. So maybe that's just uh, sticking around and causing them more havoc. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Because remember, probably. they four they four had to pull out 
uh, not the four, the which event? The quad. The quad. Is that what? They quite had to pull out because of uh, of a COVID. Uh, someone was tested positive in their four in their quad. So, um, so maybe that's a reason why they're not racing there. Yeah, and then, I mean another crew that I'm interested to see that isn't here on the entry list, and many different boats from their countries here is the Chinese women's four, who had a cracker race. They did get the silver. They qualified second, but the women's four was probably the. Uh, one of the top performers on late qualification and I think both the Irish four um, who was racing which is fantastic I think the Irish four is going to make waves I'll put them down to I wouldn't even be surprised if they won this this um, this event um, and I, I really hope China enters their, their women's four that qualified as a late entry because China's entered pretty much every single event that they qualified in um, so yeah I hope we, we see China get a scrap into the women's four there yeah yeah, I think so. I'm hoping that we, we see that. And we also, uh, we will see them. They'll have a good dice uh, if they uh, if they have that kind of speed. They'll have a really good dice with the, the Netherlands, I think, and um, and Mania. So that's all, that'll be a good, a good event to watch. I definitely think mm. this is definitely a kind of regatta where most of the events, you know, often we don't speak about all the events, um, but there's not that, there's not a, there's not necessarily uh Maybe women's eight is the the one that's really lacking uh, the big depth that it you, that it will have at the Olympics. But nearly all the events are are have notable people to to watch in it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, like the the women's eight is it's like I think it's really really disappointing. Only two entries. Um, I know the the continents are such such. Maybe that's why there's so little entries because that <laughs> there aren't that many European boats racing at the Olympics. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of the European yeah. eights aren't actually qualified for Olympics. So, I mean, you have that, that's Australia, New Zealand, the USA, and Canada. All those four boats have, are qualified for the Games. So, I mean, that's exactly. who they're lacking the most. And I'm, I'm glad that China's there at least, because if China wasn't there, GB would by default win the gold medal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the women's eights a bit, a, bit lack, a bit lacking. The men's eight as well. I mean, four entries, that's not that much. But it's cool because, I mean, no, three big dogs there. It's three entries. Oh, it's, it's three, three entries because China is going to pull out. Because China doesn't qualify. So, yeah, they're not going to race. Oh, okay. So it's three entries, three big dogs. We'll see who who takes it away there. Yeah. I think the question is, has Germany found some form? I think it is. It's small, three entries, but it's three. It's, it's still going to be a huge race to watch. And it's still like... This is kind of going to decide who goes into Tokyo with the confidence of like of beating these other two boats. Mm. So like the winner, I think is the winner of this event. I think has a huge chance of winning later. Yeah, no, you know no, they're going to finish the regatta and be like, holy schmoly, holy shit, we've got speed. Let's go and and take this even more. The confidence of of beating. Uh, the two other big names, and then you know, then you're kind of just waiting to see what USA and what uh, New Zealand have done. Yeah, and I think you know the these are the podium spots for 2019. In 2019, we, we saw Germany take away uh, the gold. The Dutch with blitz time there, right behind Germany, um, and then GB coming third. But I mean, it seems like since then GB has found fantastic form in the men's eight. So I think it's what you're saying is true. I think the the crews, the crew that wins this weekend is going to be um, going to Tokyo with a hell of a lot of confidence. 
Um, but I, I would be very wary and of what the fact makes that New this, Zealand or Romania what, aren't there. Yeah, what what makes this an exciting boat to watch is that it's very hard to call who's going to win this between GB Germany and Netherlands. I yeah. feel like any any three, either of these boats could arrive and uh, and take the win. So that's where it's going to be really exciting. And it's quite interesting because this this event used to be on lockdown. Germany used we used to be saying who's going to be Germany, who's going to be Germany, Germany's going to win, who's going to try to beat them. And then Europeans happened at Brazy. Germany were nowhere to be seen. They were, they, they flipping, they died in the last 500 meters. And I think that really does open up the, you know, open up the discussion on, on who, who's going to take that gold medal spot. Because no doubt Germany are definitely going to be there um, for, you know, maybe the, the favorites to take away the gold medal. I don't know anymore, but it's definitely shown that they might be, they, they probably, didn't manage to get the training in they needed to get. And we'll see what happens. I think GB would be the, definitely would be the crew to beat this weekend. I'd say GB would probably got to go with gold medal. Yeah, I think that they, I think Germany is going to win this race. That's my, my where my money's at. I think they're going to recover their, their poor race from, uh, yeah, I think Germany. I think they're going to recover their poor performance from Europeans and and put it out there. But that's only because, yeah, the, uh, they have, a, they have, they have the, the, the history. Um, but we'll have to see. What do you, if you guys are listening to this, hit us with a message. Hit us on uh, Instagram. Who do you think is going to win out of the, the three big dogs uh, this week in the men's eight? And let us know what you guys think. I think, and then moving on, let's talk about another humdinger race that we're going to see this weekend is the men's single skull. Holy yeah. shit, Jake! There's a lot of entries here. Yeah, no, and again, as always, it's the biggest event of the regatta. So, I mean, these guys are going to be racing, flipping up to their neck, and in, in quarters, semis, rapid charges, getting through to that final. You know, we're just talking about the eight. This is a single race. You know, they're going to race for lanes. It means nothing. They're going to come down the track once this weekend, and it's going to be huge. The men's single on the other end of the spectrum, it's basically a different sport because these guys are going to race four times and it's going to be flat out, maybe not for all of them all the time, but most of that racing is going to be hardcore uh, to the line. And, you know, it's it's a different sport, don't you think, Jake? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like, the the, the eight, it's, it's about, like, um, it's almost like, uh, I would say... I don't know why, but I would say like F1, it's super, super high performance. You have like a massive crew involved. There's so many moving parts and it's all about, you know, getting that thing up to speed and holding that speed throughout the race. It's like drag race getting a, a, your boat, a, your bubble in front because of the dynamics of moving back and forward and you're just hitting maximum tempo from the get-go. Men's single is very, very different. I think the... The, the, the Scala has to pick his battles a little bit with the racing um, and the progression. I mean, you can't, you can't be opening taps uh, in, in, in the main single until you get to the A final. And it's, it's, it is very interesting. You have, to, you have to navigate through multiple levels of progression. I think only the top, the top Scullers in the world will get through to the final in good neck. I think the, you know, the middle chunk of the ladder in the main single Skulls gets to that final feeling it in the legs, especially in a World Cup format when there are only three days of racing. 
So I mean, it it is a very different event, and it's it's mm, you know you definitely. you have completely opposite sides of spectrum. The nice thing about the skull, though, that I like that you don't get in the eight is the fact that a skull can shift bow speed so fast, and often you find crews coming with the big dice later on in the race. Yeah. So before I interrupted you, you were saying we we're missing someone. Uh, who were we missing? Um, I was. Uh, oh yeah, and the men's singer. I was. I was. I was just going to comment on the fact that the Russian scholar that dominated late qualifications. I want to see him uh, perform here. I want to see him race against these other cats, um, and see see how he does against the the competition here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm upset that he's not racing here. Yeah. And then we're also missing Croatia again in this event. Um, Damian Martinez you know, not having. He um, seems like he's Demi- coming yeah. back on form as well. Yeah. So those are like the two ones that we're missing. Meanwhile, everyone else is here. And so I think, you know, Germany, I think Oli Ziedler is just stepping on form. Each time we see him race, he's a little more comfortable, yeah. a little bit uh, a little bit quicker. So I think that he is going to be extremely hard to beat, um, especially on the Rotsi and moving to, to Tokyo. But I, I don't think it's undoable for some of these other athletes are, are, are pretty beastly. Um, but that race for second and third is going to be outrageous. I mean, you can look at this thing and pick out three or four people that could be um, on the podium. Mm. So that's going to be exciting. And then another big race that we're seeing is Lithuania coming with Solius Ritter and Mundungus Kriskonis oh. having the race off for their, their Olympic spot. And this is the double that raced in Rio. And now they are going mano yeah. mano for that last spot in the single. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, as I would say Ritter at the moment has got, the, has got one race up on, on Grisconis. But I'd say Grisconis has got the experience. And this guy is, I would say he's probably got the, he's, he's inconsistent, but he's got, like, such high potential. He's often rolled the snake eyes and just smashed. Um, some big names in the field and coming away with the medal. So this is going to be really interesting to see that play. It's nice to have like a, 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 um, a, a smaller battle within the larger, within the larger war. Um, and then obviously I think the, I think Ziedler is by far now the dominant scholar in the world. I think you, his performance at European cemented that. Um, but I think, you know, hopefully Chetel Bork has found some better form often he comes with, you know, not the best starts in the world, the World Cup series, and he flipping progresses like there's no other as he goes through the the circuit. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does against um, the the Danish scholar um, Sverre Nielsen. Um, and yeah, I mean, they 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 are they are this this event is stacked. I mean, the 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 progression is going to be completely uncivilized. So you know, we'll see what happens there. Definitely. And then the other last question I have for this is Norway. They've entered two. So they have Chetelborsch and Peter Tufta. Now, do you think that is Olaf's son? No, that's not Olaf's son. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe he's related to him. But yeah, Olaf is getting to that age, though, that he could have a, a child here. Um, yeah. But no, it's, 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 it it's be, quite funny. It would be quite amazing. Yeah. We'll see Olaf though. I mean, he's competing in the men's quad, um, which itself is going to yeah. be uh, a big, big regatta. Has has Italy done enough 
to keep the Dutch at bay? That's the question, I think, in this in this event. You know what? I think um, again, it's going to be it's going to be a big uh, a banger race. I think uh, the Dutch needed to to be. They did definitely didn't have their best race that they've had. So I think they'll we'll see a better form from them on this regatta. But they showed that uh, they can be beaten. And I think these other crews are going to be, be coming after them still hard. I still think that they are a big crew to beat. Um, you know, obviously they don't, they're not coming mm. in as European no, champions, it, but I think they're still the main, uh, a big, big crew to, to beat. And I still think they possibly the favorites to, to go into the event. Yeah. And then I think Polish have got, you know, they silver medalists from uh, the world champs. And I, I think the Polish men's sculling team is, at the moment is ridiculous because they both they have a double and a quad that are really really good 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 form. Um, and Germany, I feel like Germany they 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 world champions in Rio, world champions in London. Can they get the triple gold? At the moment, it doesn't look good for them going into Tokyo. I think they've got a hell of a lot a lot, a lot of work to do to try and get that triple triple gold, the treble. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, Germany needs, they need a, a few, they need a win though, because, you know, they eight look like they were struggling. They did terribly at uh, late qualifications. Uh, so they do not have that many boats qualified. So they need these boats that have qualified to, to really mm. bring out the, the big guns. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And Definitely. is that a wrap, Jake? Is that a wrap? Have yeah, you I spoken about all the events? I think we've spoken about us. Um, we've spoken about the notable ones on the weekend, and I think, uh, yeah, we've gone through the big talking points. It's all, it's all, it's all going to be happening this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I think uh, this is going to be a taste, just dipping your feet in the water for what's going to come later at the Olympic Games. Many events. It's going to be a race of titans. It's going to be Olympic medal spots being decided now. Many events. It's going to be a, a, a tale of. Who's coming later from the continents, and do the Europeans have enough to to hold on to their performances? That's it. And we didn't speak about the men's four, but that's just because we I'm holding my cards close to my chest, keeping that knowledge for myself. And, yeah, no, we didn't speak uh, about going... the men's four. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. We'll speak about it uh, in the regatta madness. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have something to to talk about there and. No, yeah, we'll just see how we how we go on the weekend. And yeah, I think guys, enjoy. Let us know the racing that you want to watch. Let us know uh, uh, which is your, your favorite athletes coming down the track. And yeah, um, give us a follow, give us a share, tell your mates about it. And if you really want some more rowing content, go over to our Patreon, go support us. Uh, we do some really cool stuff there, especially over the regatta weekend, giving uh, some a lot of chatting happening on our, our Patreon WhatsApp group where we, we're giving everyone an inside scoop inside the boat park and uh, chatting about uh, the racing that's that's happening. So, yeah, uh, go check that out if you want. Patreon, The Row Show. And, yeah, otherwise, have a good week. And hopefully you'll see some good things on the weekend. Yeah, for sure, guys. Thanks, thanks a lot. I think Lawrence wrapped it up well enough there. Um, it's awesome doing a hype train already for the second World Cup, and have a fantastic weekend. Get get ready for the weekend's racing. For sure, we're out. Cheers. <laughs>